Hey beautifuls, it's Amy Boyd and welcome to the Dear Teenage Girl podcast. I started this podcast in 2020 hoping to be able to relate to different teenage girls as I share my struggles that I've faced as a teenager because as teenagers we all face struggles and we all go through hard times but I also have someone on my side who I know helps me overcome these struggles and that's God. I hope that this podcast can help encourage you through these tough times to know that God's always got you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and make sure you check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday. Love you. Well, hello. It has been a while since I last was able to do this podcast and I'm so, so, so excited to be here again posting more content for you. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Amy. Um, I'm so, so, so excited that you're listening. And if you have been listening to my other podcasts, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in to this episode because it definitely has been a while since I last posted. I'm so sorry that the short break turned into a bit of a longer break, but um, you'll hear a little bit why in this podcast episode. So today, I just want to talk about what's kind of been going on in my life and how God has been helping me through everything. I've been having a little bit of a harder time, definitely facing many trials, uh, but as we learn in the Bible, all those trials are used for good and they help to complete you and they help to refine you. And so today, I just want to be sharing a little bit of what I've been going through and then relating that to different Bible verses that I really love, just to give you guys hope that uh, when you're facing trials, that God is with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And that has been so clear and so evident to me recently, and I just want you guys to be able to maybe relate to something but also learn something so before we get started i just want to open up in a word of prayer dear lord i just want to thank you so much um that i'm still here doing the podcasts i know that the enemy doesn't want me to be doing these podcasts and he has done everything in his power to prevent me lord but you are stronger than the enemy and you have helped me overcome everything that has been thrown at me and i thank you for that lord i pray to anyone who's listening that's going through trials lord that you would make yourself known to them that they would know that they are never alone Lord, I pray that you would encourage these people and that you would use me just to share your love and your light to those who are listening. I pray that everyone who needs to hear this message would hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So I was looking back at my last podcast episode and I saw that I released it February 9th and now it is April 21st. My goodness, time actually flew by so fast. But I'm really glad that I'm coming back on this podcast because it definitely is a passion of mine. It's something that I want to keep on doing because I always wanted something that I can listen to to encourage me in my faith um, as a teenage girl who doesn't have like an older sister or really a mentor. So I want to be able to be that maybe like big sister or that mentor to you guys and just really 100% be real and honest with you guys and whatever God's placing into my heart, I want to be able to share with you guys. So the break definitely wasn't intentional to begin with. Um, The break was initially because I was in the hospital for a while, but then after coming out of the hospital, um, it had been a hard, um, a hard couple weeks I guess months so I was not doing the podcast Um, but now that I'm back I just want to keep going no matter what the devil is um, throwing my way because um, it's 
not fair for you guys for me to always be taking these breaks because um, you guys are excited to listen to this podcast and I'm so grateful that you are. Um, So I'm going to keep trying to push through everything that's thrown my way and keep on providing videos for you. Um, But I think there'll be definitely some good videos because I've been learning a lot. So as I said earlier, I'm going to be talking a little bit like my testimony of what's been going on. So if you are new to the podcast and you want to hear my full testimony, I think that was one of the first episodes that I did. And then over the other episodes, I've been talking about what God has been teaching me and placing on my heart. So it's all a testimony of what God's doing in my life. Um, So make sure that you guys listen to all the videos before this if you're new or if you have been listening to some of my podcast episodes, make sure you listen to all of them. Um, But today, I'm just going to be honest and real because A, I don't really talk about this subject a lot because I'm not wanting to be super self-centered. I don't like talking with other people because A, I want to look like I'm doing okay, I'm doing fine. Um, And B, I don't want to burden other people with um, all the drama going on in my life. C, uh, I just don't like talking about myself too much. Um, But this podcast is, I guess, a a way that I'm able to express myself and my feelings, but then also uh, express what God is doing about it. So uh, in this podcast episode, I am going to be very real and honest and open about everything that's going on in my life, which is a little bit harder for me, but we'll see how it goes. All right. So as uh, you may know from listening to previous videos, but if you're new, I had actually been suffering with uh, anorexia for on and off for two years of my life, but it was super, super bad this past summer. Um, that's when I was officially diagnosed and I was on counseling and I was not eating hardly anything, like not even a meal a day. Uh, it was really, really bad because I was also pushing myself to work out all the time. And, um, I was also working at a camp, so I was always active. I was a programmer, so I was running around setting things up. I was making sure that kids were okay. I was running games. I was here, there, and everywhere all the time, but then I'd always make sure that I'd wake up early so I could work out as well. Uh, Either that be running or um, actually working out or kayaking. I just wanted to make sure that I was always active um, so that I could lose weight, and it definitely was not healthy at all. Since then, I have recovered, and it's been a 100% miracle. I'm so thankful to God for that because I would have not been able to recover that quickly on my own I mean yes it had been two years but to the point where I was like I need help and then I was able to overcome my eating disorder that was 100% a miracle because it was in a span of a couple weeks which I know is not everyone's case and if it's not your case I'm so so sorry Um, but I would recommend getting help if you are struggling with an eating disorder and prayer prayer is so so important Um, but that's just kind of like a little background of what happened Um, so then one day I was super super like I need help because this eating disorder has gotten too far so I called my doctor absolutely bawling my eyes out like please just help me I need help and so she said okay come on in because um of COVID she wasn't really taking um her patients inside it was all on the phone but she saw that this was uh very important it was an emergency so she let me come in and she kind of saw me saw where I was at and she put me on a medication for my anxiety Um, so I was taking that medication for my anxiety. It was helping a little bit, but not really. Um, it was definitely helping a lot with the eating disorder as well as God, 100%. Um, but I wouldn't say it was doing much for my anxiety per se. 
um, also because I wasn't really facing much anxiety recently um, at that time, the only anxiety I was facing was for my eating. So I guess it was helping my anxiety a little bit. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, I went on that medication, everything was fine, and then about a couple weeks later, maybe two or three weeks later, my doctor said, okay, everything's going well, we're gonna up the dosage. So I went from like 50 milligrams to 100 milligrams, um, and then after I increased the dosage, I had my first, uh, seizure, which was terrifying because I was actually conscious when it was happening. I'd never experienced anything like this. I wasn't expecting anything like this. And it was completely weird out of the blue and not normal for me. And I was so freaked out, so scared. And I told my parents, but I don't think they necessarily really understood what I was saying. They're like, okay, like if it happens again, just like let us know. Um, and then I told my doctor and she said the same thing. If it gets worse, if it's increasing, uh, if you have it again, just let me know. So I was like, okay, I didn't think much of it. I was like, maybe it was just a one-time thing. Maybe like I had low blood sugar or something. I don't know. Um, and then a week later, I was at a retreat for the camp that I had volunteered at. It was like a counselor retreat. So I was super excited to see all my friends. Um, and I was lying in bed and I had another seizure. So I was like, okay, dang, this is really weird. Like, why is this happening? I've never um, had... Uh, anything really um, wrong with me with like my brain so um, I was still like okay like if I had it a week ago now I had one now like whatever like maybe it will happen once in a while but I'm sure it will be manageable and it'll be fine but um, I might have had that seizure um, on Saturday an exact week after the first seizure and then Monday I started having um, four seizures a day and it kept on increasing to no less than t uh, 10 to 20 seizures a day which was very weird and very scary so the thing about my seizures then is it would usually start with one um, body part so it was usually my right leg and my right leg would start shaking then um, the rest of my body would go but I was able to hold myself up and I was still conscious so of course the doctors were worried and they were concerned about what was going on but they ruled out epilepsy because I wasn't unconscious I was able to kind of reply to what was going on and I was able to hold myself up I didn't like full-on collapse so um, my doctor had made an appointment with my pediatrician and of course was worried but it wasn't like okay get to the hospital now Oh, wait. No, I did go to the hospital. Yeah, I went to the local hospital, which I live in a really small town, and so it's not a great hospital. But I went there, and they took me off the medication. Uh, that's why I went, so that I could get um, taken off of the medication. And then they booked the meeting for my pediatrician, which is in December. So all this happened, like, late October, early November, and then I had a meeting with my pediatrician in December, um, because my doctor was hoping that he would be able to get me an appointment with a neurologist uh, quicker than she would be able to. So, December 23rd comes around. Um, I'm still having at least 10 to 20 seizures a day. Um, but they are kind of manageable. I'm able to go to school. 
um, I do have some seizures, but I would go to the washroom, like, hide in a stall, like, hold myself up and be, like, shaking. Um, I wasn't able to go to school every single day because school was in person and it was just really taxing on me and my body. So I get super tired or I couldn't concentrate or I knew I was a distraction. So um, I was only going two days a week, three days at most. Um, and it was really definitely hard on me because I'm someone who likes to be at school. I'm someone who likes to get my work done and everything, but I was constantly, constantly exhausted. I wasn't able to get all my work done all the time. And, um, going to school was also hard because I was only going three days a week at most, most weeks. It was two days a week. And so I was missing a lot of the curriculum. And so somehow I was able to (laughs) pass those classes with a pretty okay mark, um, But um, that was December. I went to see my pediatrician. He saw and he was like, oh, man, like this is bad. Like this is the first doctor to actually see my seizures. And so he said, "Okay, next week I'll get you in with an EEG and an MRI. So we were like, "Okay, at least things are happening. I had had other complications health wise with like my abdomen and like digestion and all those things and every time we saw a doctor they never really uh, took action or did anything Uh, so it was really encouraging to see um, that the doctors were really trying to figure out what was going on and how they can help because um, I really wanted help at that point because it's not fun to have seizures at all Um, so it had been about a month after that and we still haven't heard if I was going to have an EEG or an MRI. And so uh, my friend's mom actually recommended just go to a bigger hospital a few hours away. And my friend's mom said just go to a hospital a few hours away because they are really good with neurological things. And my friend had recently been to that hospital because she also has some neurological problems. And they were really good. Um, So my mom and I decided, okay, we're going to go there um, just to make sure that everything's going okay. And A, they'll be, if I get admitted into the hospital, I'll be able to have um, immediate like uh, EEGs and MRIs and all those different things. And I'll see a neurologist and everything, which, I mean, I feel like I should have gone there from the beginning, but looking back like what can you do so we went to the Kingston hospital and I had many seizures under their care Um, but they noticed that when I had an EEG nothing was really registering there wasn't anything neurologically wrong the neurologist came in she says you're fine there's nothing neurologically wrong so um, they resulted in it being pseudo seizures so Pseudo seizures, I don't have the actual definition, but what kind of happens for me is if I get any heightened emotions, my body doesn't really know what to do with it, so then I just start having a seizure. Um, I know that they say it's usually triggered by anxiety, um, but I even find that there are times if I even get like super excited, then I have a seizure. So that was kind of like good to find out that it wasn't like worst case like epilepsy but at the same time it was kind of unfortunate because with pseudo seizures they don't know a lot about it and there isn't like a cure they only like put you on anxiety medication and tell you to take therapy and then just like hope for the best and they sent me on their way so I mean they were super helpful once they like ruled out epilepsy or anything neuro neurological they're just kind of like okay go home like (laughs) there's not really anything we can do 
So um, they gave me a new anxiety medication. Now this is an anxiety medication. They said it will get worse before it gets better. And we were like, okay, whatever. Like we weren't super thrilled about going on another medication because we thought maybe the first medication was the reason I started having the seizures in the first place because I didn't have the seizures until I started taking the medication at like a higher dose. But the doctors were all like, oh no, it wasn't from the medication. So of course we believed them, but uh, we were so weary about starting another medication. Um, but when they say it gets worse before it gets better, my goodness, do they ever mean it gets worse before it gets better? So here's my seizure before taking the medication. My right leg would start going. My other leg will start going. My body starts going. I'm able to hold myself up. I'm conscious. I can hear everything. And it's happening, yes, five or 10 to 20 times a day, but they only last 30 seconds maximum. Now, I take the medication and the seizures are, yes, seizing, but then they also turn into huge jerking movements that last no less than two minutes. And they're usually two to 10 minutes. One time I even had like a 15 minute one, another time I had a 20 minute seizure, like no breaks in between at all. And they are wild, huge movements. Uh, like one time it was like, I'm basically doing sit-ups and I get in this rut and I can't stop. And so it's like a seizure-like symptoms, even though I'm not like seizing, but it's because of the pseudo seizures. Or one time I literally was like touching my toes and coming back up, touching my toes, coming back up for 10 like literal minutes. And let me tell you, my legs were so tired after that, but it was so, so, so weird. Um, and so that's when I stopped doing the podcast because I was exhausted all the time. I would not have 30 minutes where I wasn't having one or two seizures. Um, I was lying on my couch basically all day because my parents didn't want me to go up use the stairs. So uh, they took my bedding down and I was sleeping on my couch with a whole bunch of gymnastics mats surrounding me so that I wouldn't fall off and hurt myself. And that was my life for a good month because I was having seizures all the time. I would wake up in the night and have seizures. Um, and it was horrible. Um, but the doctors were like, no, stay on the medication. It's going to get better. Don't worry. And so, of course, like we believe them. They're the doctors. They know what they're doing. But at the same time, it is super, super frustrating. So my dad had been going to a chiropractor that he really, really um, likes, and the chiropractor is actually two hours away, so it's a little bit of a hassle to get there, um, but at this point, I wasn't going to school at all because I wasn't able to, like, at all. Um, I wasn't... Hmm. Oh, I wasn't going out. I wasn't doing anything, and if you know me, I'm a very social person. I need to be going out, doing stuff all the time. I hate just like laying in bed and doing nothing, but that has been my life for a while now. And it was super frustrating and depressing. And I started like getting very depressed because um, I couldn't do anything. Um, and so my dad said, hey, why don't you come to this chiropractor with like all the amount of times that you're like hurting yourself, like falling down, falling off of things. Oh, I forgot to mention that at this point I couldn't hold myself up anymore. I would always collapse. Um, 
why don't you come to this chiropractor because he used to have epilepsy and a chiropractor helped heal him and so that's why he became a chiropractor it's like cool that sounds good so we go to the chiropractor he witnesses some of my seizures and he said go to sick kids right away go to sick kids um and don't leave until you get answers so we go to sick kids and we get there and because of covid you're only allowed one parent with you but i had two parents with me at this time because they didn't want to drive with just one parent they wanted another parent to be in the back seat with me making sure i was okay the whole drive um, because it was a bit of a longer drive to get to my chiropractor and then a little bit of a longer drive to get to sick kids so once we got to sick kids they said i'm sorry like you can only have one parent and we're like okay so my dad was ready to leave because he needed to go back home because he needed to be with the other kids in my family we couldn't leave them alone all night um so he goes to leave and i have a seizure right then and there so they made an exception that my parents could stay and they quickly grabbed me a wheelchair actually almost flipped out of the wheelchair um and they got me hooked up to an iv all that jazz um, because I had been to the Kingston Hospital, they didn't have to do, like, EEGs or any of that stuff. They, like, knew it wasn't epilepsy, so they were like, okay, pseudo-seizures, perfect. Um, I got a nice room, and my parents were with me, and I went through multiple tests with, like, a neurologist and psychiatrist and just different people coming in asking me questions, um, making me walk in a line, do <laughs> random stuff, um, and so... Uh, they were kind of ready to send me home like there's nothing we can do and my dad's like well my daughter never had an MRI maybe she'd have an MRI um, and they're like oh yes okay we can give you an MRI you won't be able to have it till tomorrow then we can also have a whole psychiatric team come and analyze you as well so my dad was like okay by this time it's like 10 o'clock at night so my dad's like I better get home to the kids um, and make sure that they're okay so my mom's like, yes. And so we had signed, or not signed, but we had, I'd been registered into the hospital to stay the night. And so my dad left, leaving my mom and I with absolutely no vehicle. Um, and as soon as my dad left, they, or not as soon as my dad left, but maybe like an hour and a half after my dad left, say it's now 1130, um, they said, so we don't think that we need you to stay any longer so you can go home so now we're in toronto um and they had kind of kicked us out to the street and my dad was already almost home and mm, no he was still a little bit away from home but he was like closer to home than he was to us um and he needed to be with the kids so we kind of didn't know what to do thankfully we have family in the area and so um my mom was able to contact them we were able to stay there um but basically um that was not a great experience i think that it also brought on a lot of anxiety so then after that i was having wicked seizures and yeah so we tried to come up with different strategies i'm in therapy um and my mom's doing lots of research my aunts are doing lots of research just trying to figure out how they can best help me um how my situation can become easier and i'm starting to get better i'm start my seizures aren't as like jerky i guess they're back to more seizes and 
sorry. Okay, so they're more seizes, and they're lasting um, shorter in length, and I'm having maybe only five to ten a day. So I was like, okay, I need to go to school because I've been cooped up for way too long. So I tried to go to school, didn't really work out. I was having still lots of seizures at school, and A, it's kind of embarrassing. B, you like know you're being disruptive, and C, after I have a few seizures, I'm just completely exhausted and I can't focus. So it's like no point in being at school or staying at school. So I went back home. My teachers have been so fantastic about everything, but I haven't really been able to go to school. So I've just been doing school at home. Um, we have like made arrangements like my teachers will send home stuff or like they'll post it on Google Classrooms and then I'll just um, do whatever they need me to do at home. So my attendance, man, has been so bad, but uh, my guidance counselor assured me that colleges and universities don't look at your attendance, thanks goodness, otherwise I would probably never be accepted anywhere. Um, but um, now where we're doing, we're doing quadmesters, and we were in the last quadmester. Um, I was able to have an amazing day yesterday, um, but today was a write-off. I had to go home. Um, but anyway, all that to say is that for the first time since October, I have been able to go four days in a row um, last week without any seizures, which I'm so, so, so thankful to God for. Um, and so that's kind of the story of like what's happened to me. And then I kind of want to get into how God helped me and what I learned from all of that. Because let me tell you, it wasn't a great experience, but... Um, that's how God was, <laughs> that's what God was allowing, I guess, so, um, yeah. So, I would say when my seizures first started happening, I never got mad at God, ever. Of course, I was frustrated 100%, and sometimes I'd be like, God, like, why? Why on earth is this happening to me? But I never, like, blamed God or got mad at him, because I knew that he wasn't giving me the seizures, but he was allowing me to have the seizures, and for what reason, I will never know, and I don't know. Or maybe I will find out one day. But uh, I'm not like trying to sound like an angel or like that I'm superior or anything. But I never found myself angry at God. Because I think that through other trials I had learned that um, they do refine you. You do learn from them. And I had memorized so many verses that were like, When you face trials of many kinds, uh, like do not be sad. Uh, because it'll make you mature and complete, not lacking anything, right? And so I had all those verses going through my mind, like, constantly. So I never got mad. Well, you already heard me say that a couple times. Um, but that's not to say that I wasn't frustrated, that I wasn't sad, and I wasn't confused. I would say 100% I was so frustrated. Even now, I still get frustrated. Like, to, it's been a half a year that I've had these seizures and I know that people are going through worse things but for me right now um it's not fun it is so hard and so uh today I'm just so frustrated that I have to go home I'm so frustrated that I can't make it through like a couple hours of school without having seizures I'm so frustrated that I have to be disruptive I'm so frustrated that I have to make a scene like that stuff frustrates me but I can say wholeheartedly that um, I have grown through it and yeah 
that doesn't mean that I enjoyed the experience. Yeah, it doesn't mean that I'm happy that I went through the experience, but I am trying to look for the good. And so some ways that I try to make the best of what happens to me is A, I try to always have a smile. There was times when, yes, I did feel sorry for myself. There was times, yes, where I did pity myself. And there were times that I was angry, not at God, but angry that this was happening. Um, but what I try to do now is I try to smile and I try to make jokes. And I realize that, yes, this is super hard on me, but it's also hard on those around me. So when I have become confident, or not confident, but when I have accepted that this is my life, this is what God is allowing right now, and I'm going to make the most of it, um, then I'm able to, if I have a seizure and I come out of it, I try to make a joke to like lighten the things. Like if I collapse, have a seizure on the floor, I'll be like, oh, I uh, just thought I'd mop the floor for you or just like different things like that. Or if my friends are like, hey, like, do you want to do this? I'll be like, oh yeah, but th then I'll like make a joke about it. Like, um, I, so people are like, oh, like you should get a job. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to get a job. But, like the only people that would hire me is like, one of those car dealers to be that thing that stands in front of the store and like shakes all day um, or like oh if I worked at McDonald's like um, I could like mop the floors like that's all I'd be good for and just different things like that like I try to make light of it I try to smile I try to snap out of it as soon as I can and um, that's not to say anything bad about if you are going through something and you're feeling sorry for yourself because I did go through a, a month where I did feel sorry for myself and I hated that this was happening to me. But if you are going through something, I would say try to make the most of it as hard as it can be. Try to make the most of it because you will never regret it. You'll never regret smiling. You'll never regret laughing. Um, I, there are days when I am so frustrated inside that, um, I made the effort to go to school, but I'm using up resources and all these things because I'm having a seizure and I just want to scream. I want to scream and shout, but I'll make a joke and then I feel better and the people around me feel better. And I've had so many comments like, Amy, I am so sad that you're going through this. It sucks, but it's so refreshing to see a smile on your face all the time. Um, not when I'm in a seizure, of course, but when I come out of it, when I'm about to go into it, I just have a smile on my face. And I think that that is such a testimony and that's such a, something little that I can do, but think about how it's impacting others, you know? Um, the one person who said that to me was not always the nicest to me. Um, and then I just saw how of an impact I was being in her life. And I really appreciated that because one of the things that I say is God, let your light and your love shine through me. And if this is the way that his light and his love is shining through me, then I'll have as many seizures. Because my goal in this life is to be uh, a disciple for God. And sure, people can say, well, people aren't going to love a God that gives them seizures. But wait, God didn't give me a seizure. He did allow that to happen. But he's also using me through it. Second Corinthians 6 says rather as servants of god we command ourselves in every way in greater endurance in troubles hardships distress and beatings imprisonments and riots in hard work sleepless nights and hunger and purity understanding patience and kindness in the holy spirit and in sincere love 
in truth and speech and power of God with weapons of righteousness, the right hand and the left, through the glory, honor, bad reports and good reports, genuine yet regarding impostors, no yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet a processing, possessing everything. And I just find that, like, you can always find the good in something. Another thing that Paul talks about is having a thorn in his side. And he says that in that thorn or in that weakness, God's power is made known. God's power is strongest. And it says that it also helped to humble him. In James, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and that perseverance finishes work so you become mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I think all these verses I just love so much because they say that God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And they say why you're going through these trials. Yes, Yes, 100% they are hard. Yes, 100% I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I can relate to you because this has been so, so, so hard on me. Yes, I have had nights where I cry myself to sleep. Yes, I have times where I throw a mini tamper tantrum because I'm so frustrated. Yes, I throw myself some pity parties, but I know that through this, the testing of my faith will produce perseverance. I know that through this, um, God's power is made known. And I know that through this, um, I'm definitely being humbled. <laughs> but I know that through all of this, I'm being refined. I think one thing that I know that I struggle with going through these seizures is wondering why. Why the heck is this happening to me? I remember confining in someone and saying, I'm not mad at God. I'm not upset at God. Um... But I'm just wondering why. Why he chose this to happen to me. Why he's allowing this happen to me. What is going to come out of it? Because I know um, like Jeremiah 29 11 or all those verses where they're like, it will be good. Like God will make it for good. And yes, I believe that so 100%. I believe that God will turn everything for good. But I was so confused. I was like, I thought that I was going on for the Lord. Like I was going to become a realtor. And yes, I can... and an interior designer. And yes, of course, I can still go on for the Lord for doing that. But I felt the Lord calling me into music. So I changed career paths and I decided that I would um, pursue my music and um, share his love through that. And I thought that I was doing that for him. I was having my podcast. I was doing um, uh, daily devotionals. I was going to devotionals. I was going to church. And I really felt that I was living my life for the Lord. I really felt that he was the center of my life. Um, so I'm like, why is this? It's not like you're trying to like turn me to get to know you better, better, or yes, you could still be doing that, but it's not like, it's not like I've been running from him and this is his way to bring me back to him. Like I felt like I was running with him or running for him or running to him, you know? And so I was super confused. And if you're feeling this way, just know that I've been there and I still don't know why I'm having seizures. I know that I've touched a lot of people through it. And, of course, it's not me. It's God 100%. Um, But I still am like, okay, but, like, couldn't you have put a different thorn in my thigh? Like, couldn't I uh, have anything else except something that's so disruptive, something that's so um, noticed and seen? But that's not what God had in plan for me. That's not what God allowed. And I have learned to accept it. And I just think um, whatever you're going through, 
it's hard and you'll wonder why and you will get upset and you'll get frustrated and there will be times when you yell out to God don't yell at God but yelling out to God just expressing your frustration I mean he already knows but sometimes it helps just to yell it out and I've done that um but I just want to say trust God in everything if you heard the story of Joseph or if you heard the story of Job if you haven't go read it Job is in the book of Job Joseph is um in Genesis and it's just how they went through so many trials they went through so many hard times but God did turn it for good God was with them the whole time God never left them he was with them right now it's not, I'm not having seizures because God left me yes it will be hard yes it is hard but I just pray 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 that something in this would have touched you I pray that um God would just fill you with his presence and his Holy Spirit and you would know that you're not alone. And uh, I just want to pray to close this off. Dear Lord, I pray that um, your message was just so clear throughout this podcast. I pray that you would touch those who are going through hard times right now or you'd bring this to memory to those who are going to go through hard times um, soon. I just pray that you'd be with all these people. I pray that you would just help them with whatever trials they're going through, that you would help um, give them some relief and help them through it, Lord, that they would know that they can rely on you for everything, that you are the solid rock, the firm foundation, the cornerstone, Lord. We can always go to you with our problems, and even though you know them already, we can always talk to you about them. Um, I just pray that you'd be with everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you guys so much for listening to the episode. I hope that you learned something from it. I will definitely be talking about parts of it again in um, other episodes. Um, so you won't, this isn't the end of it. But I think it was really good for me just to share my story and share what God has been teaching me because it's something that I have kind of been bottling up because I don't want others to throw me a pity party. Um, but it was good just to share it. And I hope that you learned something from it. I hope that you took something from it. And just know that you are loved so much by me and by God and that you can make through it. You can make, wait, you can make it, you, or you'll make it through it. Yes, that's, that's it. You'll make it, you know what I mean? And, um, I just hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll see you guys next week.